like play the extended version of that song one day. Yes, it makes me happy no matter how frustrating the day has been. Same. Y'all welcome to Melanie Wayne. I'm Linda. That's April. April, Linda, welcome. It's Tuesday. We have a long weekend. I'm running amok. I know that, you know, normally we go a little bit earlier, but today just got away from me. Um, but we're here now. Hi, April. Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Riley, Diana. <laughs> what up, live chat? Y'all popping up in there already. I love it. Uh, let's see some. Oh, my gosh. See, this is this is the epitome of what I've been doing today. Just, <laughs> just trying to do the most. <laughs> um, okay, so bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show everywhere, everywhere. Linda's so girly, as well as their super chat, super stickers that are totally available. Um, Y'all know that I'm in the midst of the writer and actor strike, which is really affecting my entire lifestyle. So feel free if you feel so led to support the show. I'll keep that up for a little bit. Oh, hi, Linda. Hi, April. Hi, feel... Hilda. Who's Hilda? You know Hilda. She like was here from the very first show that I did with you. Well, hello, Hilda. Hola. <laughs> Salut. <laughs> I could go on, but you get the point. Um, no. Hi, April. Uh, Diana says, yes, Diana. Riley's in the house. Crystal's in the house. Oh, Lord. It's about to be on and popping. Um, what else do we want to say? So we're catching up with 90 Day Fiance UK. We are on episode seven and eight. So we're almost there. We're two episodes behind only. Um, overall thoughts of seven and eight. First of all, can I just tell you, April? I really just love, so you know how I loved Match Me Abroad? Yes. I really love the UK version. Like, I just really love it. The tempo is moving a lot more reasonably in my mind um, than the, how it gets so long and drawn out. Like, it seems like they draw out the arguments in the other show, and this one is a little bit more condensed. I mean, they're moving right into marriage and right into their visas being approved. I love it. I do love it, but there is a couple of, and we're going to talk about it, but there's a couple of time warps that I'm like, um. The pregnancy. Yeah. The pregnancy is a huge listen, time warp. y'all, I am not one to spread rumors. I'm all about the facts, but I'm just going to say that fool was pregnant before she went to Colombia. Because what? Well, she said she didn't take out her birth control until they got back from England. What does that I, time frame look like? I'd, I Okay, so here, I believe her, and here's the reason why I believe her. If she wanted to lie to us. April, did you see the party, the gender reveal, how pregnant she was? When just the last episode, she was taking the pregnancy test? She oh, went yeah. to Columbia, spent 10 days, came, came back with her husband. He spent like two weeks and all of a sudden she's three months pregnant. Stop it. Just stop it. I, I know you're the nice one, but like I'm no, the logical I, one. I'm about logic. I got in trouble with a friend for this because she got pregnant and then said to me, do I look pregnant yet? And I was like, you were already fat. <laughs> so I don't. It's not even about that for me. It's about the time frame. 
Explain. <laughs> you know what? We have nurses in the house. Diana is a travel nurse. Crystal's a midwife. One of them is going to have to talk to me about this time frame because all I know, I don't have a baby yet, but I'll tell you this. The math is not mathing at all. <laughs> Someone did a little jiggy jiggy before they told us they did a little jiggy jiggy. And all of a sudden, the babies do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on Crystal or Diana. One of y'all. One of y'all. Make it make sense. All right. Um, let's jump in. So we're starting with. Miss Pregos, Louise, and uh, Jose. So I just want you guys to remember that she's 39, he's 28. And, uh, you know, he ain't got no job. He's never had a job. I'm just throwing that out there. Not that that has anything to do with anything. I just <laughs> feel like. Let me just behave myself. I just feel like you're bringing a, a third party into this relationship. And like, you know, you're not practicing your English. You're, you're failing tests. You have no money. You don't even do anything around the house. We do see him uh, in the opening credits <clears throat> singing and doing the dishes. And she says, oh, you know, I'm feeling queasy. And I was like, oh, she, right away I knew she's pregnant. But we already knew because we talked about this, like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. And so she's like, you know, I'm going to take a pregnancy test, which I thought was interesting for your first go-to. Like, yesterday I was feeling a little queasy myself, but then I remember it was Labor Day, and I may or may not have had one too many glasses of wine. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? My first instinct is not like, oh, let me go have a pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Unless well, you did you have two margaritas? <laughs> I said wine April. <laughs> don't try to don't try to get my business out there, April. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So I feel like she knew or she was already pregnant. I don't know. Something doesn't is not mathing. This, oh, this whole thing is says, bizarre to me. Crystal says, I personally don't think that they came back at the same time like they made it seem. So you think she was here for a bit before he came in. So she would have had time to maybe be here and be pregnant under the assumption that she really didn't wait to have her birth control removed. That part. Mm -hmm. that part. Crystal knows margarita. the song. You know what? Give her one margarita. She going to open the lip. <laughs> what song is that? Because I clearly don't know it. You don't know that. That's what I was talking about. Who sings it? It's a made up song. There was a, a person protesting at a clinic where people yeet babies. I don't know if you can say that on here. They eat and babies? They yeet. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so um, the lady was protesting outside and in her speech to protest the clinic, she says, if you give her one margarita, she will open her legs. And then somebody took that and made it into a rap song. It's hilarious. Give me a Rita. I'm going to open my legs. Give, give me, me one margarita. I'm going to give you some head. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> it's about to get freaky tonight, baby. I'm going to put it in my... Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just for the simple fact... Okay, so I just want to let y'all know, because y'all think I'm the crazy one. Just the simple fact that April and also Crystal, who's in the live <laughs> chat, 
know this song, just I'm just you know, I'm just gonna put it out there. I was gonna You're go ahead. Me and Crystal are from the internet. Okay, we know this stuff. You're from the internet. Yes, we we live in the internet TikTok world. We know these songs. Yes. Oh, and so what are you saying that I don't live in the internet world? Maybe not this portion of the internet it world. It's clear that I do Poor. not. Give me one margarita. Yeah, Diana knows the song. Look, Vanessa up. knows the song too. Who does? Yeah, look, Vanessa knows it. Diana yeah. knows it. Oh, freaky freaks. <laughs> I knew you guys were my tribe, you freaky freaks. Give me one margarita. I'm gonna open my legs. Give me two margaritas. I'm gonna give you some. Uh, give me three margaritas. I'm gonna put it in my. Give me four margaritas. I'm gonna put it in me. Like this song is y'all are nasty, <laughs> nasty, nasty. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> wow, y'all are nasty. <laughs> Oh, Fundy, Fundy Fridays was a whole evolution of the Margarita song. Listen, y'all, I don't know where I've been. Clearly, the Canadian me doesn't know about the international version, but I will go and listen to it after this. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, my God, y'all are crazy. Okay, so she is pregnant. And... Uh, She's like, how do you say baby in Spanish? So she goes over, and this is one of the things that I think is crazy about their relationship is they they can't communicate, right? Because he barely speaks English. She speaks uh, un poquito espanol. And she thinks that if she talks to him in English very slowly that he will understand and he does not understand. He doesn't. Speaking slow doesn't make it matter. At all, Crystal. You know what? <laughs> Can I tell you? <clears throat> um, Crystal thinks that Jose knows English and he's playing a character. Why would somebody knowingly like make themselves look this way? Shout out to Donnell. Thank you for the cash app, Donnell. Um, <clears throat> I think. I think. I don't know what to think. I think I want to snatch that wig off his head. When he was blow drying his wig, April, I died. Okay, so maybe it's not a wig. Let's just keep going. Because I, okay. I, I think, okay. okay, so I do want to say something about Louise, though. Say it. Why can't she learn more Spanish? Is it, I, I know she has some disability, like a physical disability. Does she also have like an educational issue? Because I think Jose is facing some educational issue. I'm not even like I'm not trying to be funny. I think there's something there. Like Jesse said, even not in 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 Spanish, I don't think he would understand some things that are going on. Uh, Crystal says it's not a wig. I'm not convinced. Yeah. Throw that bad boy in a hole, like throw it in a bun, pop it in a scrunchie, show me something, because I don't believe it, Crystal. I don't believe it. You know what, April? You know what <laughs> told me yesterday that I died and I, I need to share with the world? I won't say exactly what it was about, but she said, where is Crystal? She said, 
We had a lot of conversation before. Anyway, she said she called me something that was so funny to me. She didn't call you American because you don't find that funny. Um, she, no, she definitely didn't call me American. Uh, she called me like something like a dead lie. I don't know. It's very <laughs> funny to me. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> okay. He's a character, but he did pick up mas anglais in this last episode. And oh, she had to say it French. Because <laughs> other, did I say it in French? Yes. I'm, my bad. Oops, my bad. Listen, <laughs> I'm trying. It's all freaking Latin based, anyways. Because otherwise, how are they communicating seriously? Um. But do how do you say baby in Spanish? Do you know? Bebe. Bebe? Un bebe? Just like mm -hmm. French. Un bebe, see? <laughs> Un bebe? Uh, okay, so I'm totally off track. She's pregnant. He's happy. He sings I Love You Chicken because that's all he ever says. Uh, then he talks a bunch of gibberish that really gets under my nerves, under my skin, on my nerves. Uh, Rapido, I am strong, chicken, baby, dad, exclusive, <laughs> all random words that made no sense to me, but he just threw them out there. And I was like, oh no. It's like he's speaking in some kind of code. Yeah, it's like some weird code that makes no sense. Like, let me just throw some words out there, see what sticks. So now they're really focused on this 90 day visa because. Uh, if he doesn't get the spousal visa, then it's going to be a problem. So he has 90 days there in the UK. Then apparently he's going to go back to Colombia and apply for the spousal visa. Now, this is where I want your expertise. I had not heard of this. So in order for him to be eligible for the spousal visa, he needs to pass a test for the A1 visa, visa which is an English test. Yeah. This is a UK thing. The United States doesn't do this. They don't care about whether you can speak English or not until you apply for citizenship. So this is specific to the UK that you have to speak a certain level of English before you can apply for the spousal visa, which I think is really interesting as a continent that contains multiple languages. I wonder what the test is like, because they said it was, well, he said it was 15 minutes. It's a written test, an oral test, combination of the two. Well, when she asked him to write, he, he didn't want to write. So it must be an oral test. He didn't want to speak. What are you talking about? Chicken. I love you, chicken. Oh, God. If I could just not ever hear that again. Um. So <clears throat> this is what my note says, April. She's nervous to tell her family that she's pregnant and that they're both now talking gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> That's my note. Shout out to Hilda. Thank you so much for the super sticker. <clears throat> outrageous um yeah that's what she said oh wait a damn lie yeah i think it was a damn lie she called me a damn lie she's like you're a damn lie linda <laughs> someone asked her a question and she was being very politically correct but i knew she just didn't want to say how she really felt those are all facts the person asked me a very direct question april and 
I threw back a question because you know a question with a question, and they came back with a with an answer, and I was like, oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> and it wasn't interesting. <laughs> it wasn't interesting. I was with the film it, and that's why Crystal then she texted me, and she was in during the live, and she was like, you're a damn liar. <laughs> hilarious anyways thank you for the reminder Christopher. appreciate it <clears throat> so um louise and jose they go out to, for a bite to eat with her mom and her son right jesse to tell them that she's pregnant and you could already tell that the mom was not impressed like the mom knew before she even said anything that something was going on she didn't know what but moms always have like that six sense where they're looking at you like what did my child do that I'm not about to be impressed with like she just had that look <laughs> on her face so they're doing small talk small talk and Louise is not great with small talk but they're waiting on Jesse who's running behind Jesse gets there and he's looking at them like you know it, it's crazy how doesn't matter if it's 90 day regular 90 day the other way 90 day before the 90 day all the 90 days doesn't matter the UK version for some reason the children are just way more mature than any of their parents and they come in as mature individuals trying to talk sense into their like rabid parents so anyways, yes Jesse's looking at her she tells them that she's pregnant he's shocked the mom looks down at her food she's <laughs> like I don't even know what the hell I'm about to say and you know when you know when your mom looks down or is too quiet? I don't know if this happens in American family, but in African families, when your mom looks down and doesn't say anything, it's because she is planning your death. <laughs> I know I'm in Canada right now, but like if I kill this child, will I make it back to Africa in time? <laughs> I actually cannot remember a time when my mom ever went silent on me. I, I would be scared if she went Listen, silent on me. When your parent goes silent on you, it's like they are either doing the countdown, they're closing their eyes to recompose themselves because they don't want to jump across the table and choke you out, basically. So mom looks down and instead, Jesse is like putting her his own mother in her place. He's basically saying, hey, you know what? I'm not impressed by this. You barely know the guy. It's too quick. It's too soon. He doesn't even do anything. He ain't got no job. He ain't got no money. <laughs> Poor Jesse. Like, this puts him in a horrible position because he's the only one in the house working. Yeah. Facts. Right? Because we still don't even know. What is it that Louise does? Apparently, she... I, I looked. I did look into her Instagram a little bit deeper. Uh -huh. Apparently, she does get money for sponsorships doing like um plus size lingerie and stuff what that's what i'm saying she was already fat wow uh chris said that's a real disappointment the mama was like she better be glad that there are cameras <laughs> but and on the other yes riley mm -hmm. ain't gots. what's that too many ain't gots ain't got oh, a job ain't got it yeah um on the other hand I think her mom has to know that she kind of raised an idiot. That part. That part. And, you know, I won't get into it all, you guys, because, 
you know, it, it was had to have been a traumatic week for everyone, but we all know that Paul uh, was missing or allegedly missing, and now he's been found. And his mom did an interview with a blogger. But the thing is, at the end of the day, everyone's like, oh my God, his poor mama, his poor mama, all the things that his he's putting his mama through. Listen, his mama knows exactly who she raised. She knows exactly who her son is. And just like this, um, Louise's mom knows exactly who Louise is. And that's why, you know, her being silent or her looking down at her, her food is because she's had 39 years with this child. And she's like, I haven't killed her yet. Let me not kill her today. I would be so disappointed and not like, I mean, it's your own body. You get to do whatever you want to, but the idea of you bringing a child into the world that you are not equipped to provide for financially, emotionally, mentally, or otherwise, right. and putting a parentification burden on your child who's already here. I'd be so disappointed if I raised a kid like that. So I'm going to talk to Taylor about this when we get done. <laughs> So I have a question for you. So do you think that she thought that by getting pregnant that can expedite their uh, immigration status? I do not think so. There's no, in the US and the UK, as far as I know, there's no exceptions for you have a child on the way, so you get priority. <laughs> Riley says, I don't know what to believe with Paul. And Crystal says, yeah, but his mom who gives her son lots of hair when, she, when he travels. So the apple can't be too far from the tree in that situation. Yep. Y'all, that's a whole other show. Like, we could talk about Paul for a whole other show. So, it's funny that you said tree because he went to the trees, but okay, I'm done. He did go to the trees. <laughs> he went to the bushes in the, in the ocean, allegedly. <laughs> Listen, I have a whole theory on this, you guys. A whole theory. Okay. So... <clears throat> Um, long story short, the son and the mom, Jesse and the mom are not impressed at all, like at all with any of this. And the mom just says, she raises her head from her food and says, you're just going to have to deal with the consequences. Um, he needs to get a job, which I, which is what I've been saying. And the son says, and his job needs to be not his music, right? Because uh, and, you know, you guys, I know you guys think I'm harsh sometimes, but I can't consider you an artist when you have one song. Like, where's your catalog of songs? Like I said last week, I can't go look him up in, on Spotify or on Apple Music and see a whole catalog of songs. He has one song. Like, why do you have this one song that you continue to sing? And we'll get to it. And then you're going to shoot your music video on your iPhone for this one song that you have? Make it make sense to me. I cannot make it make sense to you. I do have some questions about the place where they were making that music video when we get to it. Uh, Crystal says to you, April, that people do think that, that if they have a kid, that it will affect their immigration. People think it all the time. I deal with it. Um, people have come into my office before um, and I tell them, you know, unfortunately there's no immigration options for you right now. And they'll be like, but I have two young kids. And like the anchor baby thing doesn't exist. It is a myth. Wait, what? The anchor baby doesn't exist even in America? No. It is a huge myth. Listen, I'm moonlighted in anti-immigrant Facebook groups trying to understand the genesis of this thought process, and it's just made up. There is no, if you have a U.S.-born child, you can guarantee that you can stay in the U.S. No, it's not like that at all. That is the first time I'm hearing that. 
yeah, that whole um, thing where people use that as anti-immigrant propaganda, it is not true. Really? It's not true. Now there are ways like if you have a child that's over 21 that can file a petition for you, that might be a pathway if you have a lawful entry, but that's a 21 year old child. That's not an anchor baby. So if I was an immigrant that came to America and then I just have a baby now who now is born in America, if I was here illegally, they could send me over and the baby doesn't have any rights either. You get to choose. You want your baby to come with you? You can take them. You want your baby to stay in the U.S. with family or friends? They can. You want them to stay here and go into foster care? They can. But you do not have a right as a parent to remain in the U.S. just because you had a baby born here. There is no immigration pathway to residency. Just that's called you had a baby. Oh, that is. I don't know why I feel shocked, but I do feel shocked because not only do we see that, like, I feel like we see that in the news, but we see that on shows all the time, too. Yes, it is anti-immigrant propaganda to make it look like women are just having babies to be able to stay in the U.S. Now, in the like 70s and 80s, when we didn't have very strong border control, mm -hmm. um, people did used to do something different, which is not the anchor baby thing. They would have a child, like if they lived anywhere near the border, and then they would come to the U.S. and report it as, a, as home birth and get them a U.S. birth certificate. That's completely different. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crystal says she sees that at work as well. <clears throat> uh, and if you yes. guys don't know, Crystal is a midwife nurse. Uh, so she sees it all, all the time as well, she's saying. Okay, so <clears throat> Jose has his English test on Tuesday. He knows little to no English at all. Uh, my note says Jose's a mess and no one is impressed, myself included. <laughs> so fast forward, it's test day. Uh, she, meaning Louise, is testing him on route, which I never think is a good idea. Like, I don't know any of you guys that have, like, done long-term studying, but studying on your way to the test never works. Never. What they tell you to do is to, to just chill and rest. And I don't know about you, April, but when um, I was taking my SATs and going through the course, they literally said... and. I mean, I'm not promoting whatever, but I'm just telling you what they told me. That one of the best things to do is have a coffee, put a shot of like Bailey's or something in your coffee because it relaxes you. Because when you're taking a test, your anxiety goes up. Mm -hmm. Have that in your coffee, go ahead and take your test and you're good to go. So this whole like testing yourself and like not knowing the answers or freaking yourself on route to a test is really not a good look. And that's how you can fail a test because you've already psyched yourself out thinking that you don't know the answers. But if you go in, whether you know or not, you go in and, and you haven't already psyched yourself out. Yeah. But where you have age, Crystal has jokes. <laughs> you see what I, I deal with? You see what I deal with? This chick right here. <laughs> Uh, um, I just want to remind you guys that I am from Canada. <laughs> so I know the drinking age in America is 21, but it's 18 in Canada. So just Crystal doesn't know that because, you know, she's a little loco. <laughs> she's not. She's brilliant. But 
Um, okay, so <clears throat> we're not even halfway through the first couple. I need to get back on track. So, all right. Test day. He's going to take the test. Uh, he gets there. She's not allowed to go inside with him, as we see a lot when they go to, like, uh, embassies or whatnot. And he's already stuck. Like, April, even just pressing the button to go in, he couldn't understand, didn't know what the hell he was doing. So you don't even know what enter means. Yeah, like, and that's... This is part of your test. So when you go to do citizenship in the U.S., you have an English test. And your test starts from the moment that you walk up to the counter to, to enter. You know, like, are you understanding what's going on around you? So this is part of the test. Oh, yeah. I think we saw that with uh, after the 90 days with uh, David and Annie when her brother and niece went to the embassy. The, that whole, the test starts as soon as you get to the building. Mm -hmm. that's why they don't want anyone with you because they want to see if you're going to be able to maneuver because if you can't even get to an immigration officer and answer the questions and follow directions just know that that's part of the test and you can't get past them and you, guess what you probably failed right then and there okay so <clears throat> he has to pass this english test she's like sitting in a cafe she's like you know, praying, doing all the things. He really has to pass because she can't live without him. She's having his baby and it has to be the two of them and that whole thing that she does where you're like a grown-ass woman. He's 28, you're 39. You act like your life didn't start until you met him. And I find that fascinating. Incredible. Because you did no planning. You did no planning. And it's clear that you did no planning. But you then decided to have his baby without having any of the necessary safety nets in place that you say you need make it make sense to me you're gonna have his baby but yeah you don't know if he's gonna get the spouse visa you're gonna have his baby but he ain't got no job you're gonna have his baby but you don't know if he can come back after this 90 days you're gonna have his baby but he can't speak english you're gonna have his baby but he is not even making an attempt to try to speak english you're gonna have his baby but he hasn't even integrated into your family and he doesn't have a relationship with said child that you already have. I don't like, I could go on third. Okay. I do not understand. I, I, I cannot wait for somebody to just directly ask her, why do you keep saying you can't live without him? Like, don't just repeat. He's my life. And I love him. Please concretely answer the question. Part that part. Um, <clears throat> she's upset because it's now or never. If he doesn't pass, then they're screwed. And I feel like you should have probably thought of that before you decided to have his baby. And so she's waiting for Jose to complete the A1 English test. Uh, goes on to like, just goes on to like, I, I really need him to be here for our baby. And he finally shows up and she asked him how it went. And he says a little good. The test was hard. 15 minute test, um, it's a pass or fail, right? So it's not even percentage, it's either you pass or you failed. And he failed. And I was not surprised. So now she's sad because she feels like he's gonna miss the birth of her child. And this is where I'm confused because it was just last week, y'all, that we saw, no, it wasn't even last week, it was last episode, episode seven, where she did the pregnancy test. And then all of a sudden now she's like, you're gonna miss the birth of my child? What happened? 
Hey, Kayla. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Kayla. Kayla. I agree with Becca. Becca says it's just trying. It just feels like she's trying for a 2.0 in life, and that's not fair to her current child. That part. Okay, so he's not taking it seriously. He laughs. He says sorry, um, and literally doesn't care. He's not taking it seriously. Because at the end of the day, he really did just want to come to the UK to promote his singing, rapping, whatever, entertainment career. And, you know, we haven't heard them have the conversation, April. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. The four things that you have to have that conversation before you get in a serious relationship. And they they can't even communicate. So there's no way that they've talked about finances children religion sex they haven't talked about any of those things no. and yet warp speed ahead you have a due date <laughs> like oh my god stop it so he says i love you chicken i love you chicken as if that's gonna make everything better and it's the next day now and he wants to film his music video for the i love you chicken song this outfit drove me insane. What do you think of his outfit, April? I didn't have any strong feelings about his outfit. I wanted to understand the neighborhood they were in. Because? Because can somebody from the UK explain to me, are, are they in a tenement? Is this like a housing project for the UK? I just didn't, I didn't understand what I was looking at. Aw, Linda, I just got back from Canada, Halifax, and St. John's. It's a beautiful country. It is totally beautiful, Halifax. I'm still scarred by Kayla. A friend of mine uh, married an RCMP. I was in her wedding, and it was dead cold. We were in friggin' satin to represent. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, the east coast of Canada is very, very, very beautiful. Uh, Crystal says, no, some neighborhoods look like that, April. Okay. And Crystal would know because she, you know, has been across the pond. Across the pond. So it just was interesting to me because I, spatially, I've not been, but I thought of England as a more densely populated area. So I was looking at it like, what is happening here? I just didn't understand. That makes sense. Okay. So um, he wants to finish his video for his new he wants to finish a new video for his song louise is going to be the director uh again it's that i love you chicken song she's in her pjs he's in this little getup, which i just i mean whatever uh she starts filming it and he can't even lip sync to his own song because he doesn't know the english words uh which i find fascinating because like isn't it your, your song <laughs> like it's like me when i'm trying to sing bad bunny and read the words at the same time hey chantel hey girl hey yeah i don't know uh so now they're having a gender reveal party and this is where i'm like i don't understand how far along she is because like how do they already know the gender because you see how big she, her bump was it was huge they clearly, there's like some time warp in this that we just did not see. They didn't tell us. They didn't put like a lower third saying four months later. 
Anyways, they're getting ready for the party, and by they, I mean Louise, because Jose's doing that thing. He's getting ready for himself. He's doing his hair. This is when he was blow-drying his hair, which is why I still think it's a wig, but you all are telling me that it's not a wig. But when he blew, blew, he was blow-drying his hair, he was just, like, doing a little bit right here, and that was it. So I thought that was odd. But, you know, if you guys say it's real, it's real. I think Vanessa told me that in later episodes, he does put it up in a bun. So I'll wait to see. I um, want to lower your expectations on what this bun is going to look like. Go ahead. Right. Okay. <laughs> so he's doing his hair. He's talking about how his style on his face is the most important to him. She realizes that he's a bit immature. And I'm like a bit immature. Suddenly? A bit? A bit immature? Now you see it? Now you see it, exactly. Uh, so he finally comes down. He starts blowing up the balloons. And again, my note says a time warp because I'm just, I'm still, I what is going on? What is going on? So I'm not focused on so much how big she was. I was focused more on, I thought you had to be like three months. Crystal will tell us three to four months before they could tell you or even speculate at a gender. Dude, she's three to four months. Did you see her belly? You keep talking about her belly. Her belly. Okay, so here's the thing. In my opinion, right, even if she's a plus-size woman, her belly wasn't popping out like that. So when it pops out like that, and I, I don't know. I don't have a baby. I haven't had a baby yet, but I've plenty of women around me have had babies and like there's a point where you go from three to four months that your belly just pops and all of a sudden you're like oh that's my baby and that's where she was so what I keep saying is that she went to Colombia she spent 10 days there according to what we've seen she flies back on the 11th or 12th day with Jose and then so that's like we're on episode seven so that's on episode like five or six and then we're watching episode seven and all of a sudden she's feeling queasy she takes a pregnancy test and from the pregnancy test in episode seven to the gender reveal in episode eight she wants to know the gender she finds out the gender and her belly's popping where in that time like y'all are missing some spots that's all i'm saying <laughs> there are some spots missing um Crystal says they have blood tests now that are pretty accurate and you can find out as early as 10 weeks. I'm 20 years away from the game. So I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Not you calling it. You're out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Off the market, baby. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Wow, we are still 40 minutes on Jose. And oh, I'm sorry. It's me. Please. No, it's both of us. Okay, so having the gender reveal, and uh, I think I popped up the photo and I'll do it again just for those of the latecomers. Please hold the line. Hey, Subu. Who? Subu has just joined us. Hey, girl. Hey. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, gender reveal. She says they met in November, pregnant by December, and now they want to know if it's a boy or a girl. Uh, 
Jose again talked some gibberish. I don't know what he was saying at the Jennifer Bill. He was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> wasn't English, wasn't Spanish. It was just <laughs> a bizarre line of gibberish. Blah, blah. Yep. And I was like, okay, whatever, gibberish. And they reveal, they pop the balloon. They reveal it's a boy with blue confetti. Uh, the camera pans over to Jesse, her eldest and only son as of, as of late. And he was not impressed. He looked so sad, April. And the thing is, I would think that you would have a conversation. And here's why. And I don't know, but I just, this is how I feel. That's your only child. And he's a boy. And now you're bringing some random dude that he doesn't have a relationship with. And you are, like someone said in the, the live chat, you're like doing your life 2.0 again. And children are really sensitive and you need to sit down and have that conversation so that he doesn't feel Jesse, that he's being replaced by some random and the new son that they're all excited about. Now I may be making more of it than what it is, but I, I don't think so. And I'm not a, a psychologist, but I know people. And if you don't yeah. have that conversation and he's looking the way he's looking and he's gonna start to have um, some negative feelings toward this, He's going to have a hard time bonding, not only with his new brother, but with your new husband. And, you know, you're going to have a wedge in your relationship that could have been avoided had you sat down and used your words and communicated. Yeah. And there's going to be some resentment probably yeah. also because he's being put upon. Jose is going to leave and he's going to be expected to not just be a son, but to be his mom's helper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Becca says <clears throat> she's even said it's been just the two of them. You know, she's codependent mom, so he's gonna have some big feelings. That part. <laughs> Sue says Jose kind of reminds me of the Tasmanian devil, especially with the way he talks. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> he does talk a lot of gibberish. Okay. Uh, oh, that was the end of them. We we made it. Do we want to add anything else? Okay. So we're on to Katie and Alejandro. What did you think of their segment? Not a whole lot. <laughs> All right. There wasn't a lot. So I don't have a lot of notes on them, but what I'm surprised by is that they actually got married. Because as we know, in real time, they don't make it. So now, because I thought that they, because they don't make it, that they wouldn't get, they weren't going to make it down the altar. So, but they do get married. So something else broke them up. And now I'm more curious than ever, like what happened? Because you guys went through all that you went through and still got married. And then what, what do you think it is? Do you think it could have been an immigration thing, April? I think there was a general unhappiness going into the wedding with the flight being canceled and the way he responded to that, that was never really resolved. But and does that, that break up a relationship? I think it can fester. And at that point, I think she just got married because my family's here and I don't want to disappoint people. We've already paid for things. But there was his behavior surrounding that and then his feelings about her family's behavior, about possibly stealing their stuff. I, they didn't have any significant conversations about that. There was no resolution. 
you guys, I keep telling you, you guys have to have the serious conversations before you, you take these big jumps. Hey, C. Cruz. Hey, girl. Hey. So one of the four things, you guys, in the live chat that I tell you over and over and over again that you need to discuss before you jump into a serious relationship. Go ahead and let us know. Uh, if you're watching the replay, let us know in the comments. We'll pop in the comments and uh, respond. April and I are usually really good at that. But yeah. what are the four things in all the years that you have, well, all the years, in all the years that you've been <laughs> watching me, in all the years. No, just kidding. Kayla's on it. Kayla's, Kayla's like, I don't catch lies very often, but when I come, I do not come to play. <laughs> Kayla, kids, yes. Children, do you want children? How many children do you want? If you don't want children, are you sure you don't want children for this whole time and you're not going to change your mind in five years or three years or 10 years? Money, huge. How do you spend money? How do you save money? How do you? How does it look for your retirement? What is it that you want in goals in life? Do you need to buy a home to feel secure? Are you into like 401ks? Are you into investments? Are you into stuff? How do you save and spend money? Facts. Religion. April and I have this conversation <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> what do you believe? Do you believe anything? Do you not believe anything? And this goes into the children conversation, because if you decide that you do want to have children, how are your children going to be raised? If you're a believer and your spouse is a non-believer, what does that look like? And moving forward, what are the expectations when it comes to faith and religion? And did I get all the money, kids, religion? And oh, Kayla, you're slipping. There's one more. C. Cruz, thank you for the super sticker. Thank you for the super sticker so very, very much. I appreciate you guys so very much. Everything helps during this writing strike. Uh, you guys, you're missing one. What's the, it, and it is a major one. How, how, Kayla, did you miss this one? How do we get to kids? I think she's just giving someone else an opportunity to respond. Oh, that part. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That part. <laughs> Your American came out real quick with that. Answer. <laughs> Okay, the last one is sex. Sex is important in a relationship. Anyone that tells you that it's not is a damn lie. Um, oh, she said it's up there. Money, kids, religion, I don't see it. So maybe I, I missed it. Anyways, sex is important. How often do you expect sex in your relationship? What are some of the freaky deaky things that you like to do? What are some of the things that you don't like to do? How often do you expect to have sex in the relationship? And what is that going to look like for you? What are the special parts and bits of you that you enjoy? And what are the special parts and bits that you don't enjoy? Have that conversation because guess what? I'll tell you this right at this moment. I personally... I'm saving one of you in your relationship. And you guys have messaged me and said, oh my God, Linda, I did the, the talk and thank you and woo, 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 all the things. I'm saving you from your, your own self because what you don't want to do is be 10 years in looking at him, looking at you, looking at him on the couch like, what? And because people are not honest sometimes when you ask them directly, I just say, send me your favorite corn video. Corn video? What does that mean? Um, change the, the C. Cock. Change the C with a P. Oh. <laughs> I want to know what your interests are, who you be with. <laughs> Listen, your favorite corn video mm -hmm. really tells a lot about a person. 
a whole lot. Very much. Y'all be in these streets. I, I'm going to have to come come to April and learn all the new terminology that the kids are saying in America. I should take this time to point out that Chantel also knows the margarita song. She put it in the comments earlier. <laughs> Kayla. Yes, we're here. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I feel like I feel left out, but I don't. Okay, so that's all. Oh, see, look how quickly I moved past. I was like throwing Katie and Alejandro to the side. So this is what happened. Wedding day, they're en route uh, to the wedding, Katie and her mom. And she's feeling anxious and she believes in fate and things happening for a reason. And if you guys remember, it's been a solidly terrible week for them. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Uh, from her hair and makeup down to her family calling, basically calling Alejandro a uh, cheat and a thief. And so Alejandro is at the wedding venue. He's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting. He doesn't know if something happened to Katie and he's worried and she is having second thoughts, cold feet. I think they're cold feet, cold shoulder. What do you Cold feet. Oh, cold feet. And... <clears throat> He's at the altar waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally she gets there. She's like, I'm going to go with her, my heart. So she shows up with her mom all late to her own wedding. Um, and she's like, okay, I'm here. Her mom's like, okay, breathe. You look stunning. And Alejandro takes a deep breath as well. And he's like, now we can do this. And then guess what? Bam! Thunder! Lightning! Bolts of of destruction. Pow, 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 pow. It was terrible. Okay. Storm came. Raindrops were like bullets, she said. And the decorations were being torn up like hell. And people are screaming. Vendors are leaving. Guests are scurrying. It was pandemonium. Pandemonium. And then she says, and this is what, this is like any um, uh, horror movie, any true crime, you never ask the question, what more can happen? Pow! The lights go out. It's a total blackout, power failure. <laughs> and guess what? They're not even married yet. Now, you rewind to her saying how she believes in fate. Listen. I know some of you guys are not believers. I personally am a believer, and those were all signs from God, like, you better not go ahead and do this. What, you're late for your wedding? What, your makeup sucks? What, your hair sucks? What, your family's saying that this is some bullshit? Oh, you're not going to listen to that? Okay, let me give you signs from, na from nature, okay? Not a cloud in the sky, but all of a sudden, it's pouring rain, buckets upon buckets. Oh, that's not going to get your attention. Let me go ahead and put the thunder and lightning. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you're going to follow your heart and not listen to me. God's like, let me just turn this power off real quick. And now locusts. <laughs> no, I love him, though. He is my soulmate. I'm going to go through with this no matter what. 
Look at it now. Okay, so uh, nothing's going to stop them. They decide that they are going to get married. They get married anyways. And locusts. They get married anyways, and uh, that's how we leave them. Uh, let's move on to Michael and Mercy. What are your thoughts on Michael and Mercy? Because I know you're a Mercy fan. I'm a huge Mercy fan. Okay. So if you are bringing an immigrant to your country and you know that you're not going to be able to take time off work to hang out with them, you need to set them up for success. He has not set Mercy up to be successful in her new environment. Okay. What does that look like, April? So I think you should, number one, have a way for them to get around. If you don't have a vehicle they can use or it's not possible for them to get a license in your country, then make it possible for them to use an Uber, get a bicycle. Remember how happy Julia was when she finally got a bicycle and she could at least go to the store on her own? Um, For them to be able to go get around on their own. And you need to find a community for them wherever they're coming from. If you live in an area where there are restaurants of that type or place where people hang out. Like I'm in DC. So if I was dating someone from another country and they're going to come here, I would find where is that community? Where are those restaurants? So they could start making some friends. Like if you want them to be happy where you are, then why aren't you setting them up for success? We see so many 90 day couples who fail at this. You want to read that? Seriously, April. Excuse me. I always wonder why these 90 day fools don't help their significant others out. You know what else I would do? I would get them a gym membership. My gym has a a sauna in it. And do you know how lovely it is to be able to go to the gym and have a nice sauna afterwards? Like make, help them be happy. That is actually what does happen to Vanessa, because remember, let's go back to before Mercy even arrived. And the son asked Michael, his name is Michael, what's she going to cook when she gets here? Uh, For those of you that are listening on the podcast version, Vanessa's saying, I think these dudes go get a wife and think that they can just crate train them, let them out when they get home. Like they're just going to get someone to, and there was one even more overt on the last season of 90 Day Fiance UK version where he basically was like, yeah, I expect her to come clean and have sex with me, you know? And Oh yeah, that was that terrible dude. What's his name? Yeah, he was absolutely horrible. Terrible. Absolutely. And so that's what I would do. And I hope that you guys... If you are an immigrant and you're watching, these are questions that you also need to be asking. It like blew my mind that Shaida never asked the law, like show me around your house, show me around your neighborhood and not in a nosy way, but in a way that's like, I wanna know where I'm coming to live. You have the right to know where you're coming to live and ask those kind of questions. You know, what am I gonna be able to do in the months while I'm waiting to be able to get my work permit, you know? Ask them what kind of plans they've made for you. It's also a sign of how healthy that relationship is if they've even thought about it. That's just that's just me. That's you know what, April? April is so kind. She's so <laughs> kind and she's so thoughtful. And she's so she really does care about people. Now, 
I do too, but I, <laughs> I was like, should I say what I want to say? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to say what I want to say. Mercy's a grown-ass woman, okay? She's grown-ass. She's 28 years old. She's acting like she's the princess that doesn't know anything about anything about anything. Let's not forget that she is the same girl that's been on, been around the way, and I can't find my baby. That part, listen, you're, yes, I get you are in a new country and you don't know anybody, but you're also grown, right? And I get that some people are not uh, extroverts in the sense where they will go and explore their area and figure it out as they go. But I also do think that you can't just sit and mope around and not have asked any of the questions. So there are two things going on in my mind. Number one, if you are like not an extrovert where you can go and say, hey, I moved to an, a country. I didn't do any research about where I was because that's just not how I roll, by the way. FYI. But I moved somewhere. I didn't do any research. I couldn't Google the name of the city that I'm going to live in and see like what's there and what I'd be interested in and all the things. I just went. Fair enough. You went there and you are not the person that wants to go out by themselves. Then have a conversation with your significant other. Hey, you're going back to work in a few days. What What is it that I'm going to do? Because I keep saying that I've never been a housewife. I've never lived with a husband before. What is that going to look like? Because I know my personality and my personality is I'm, I'm going to go stir crazy if I sit in the house all day. What is it that you suggest I do? So instead of just waiting for Michael to be the planner... Because let's be real, most men are not planners like that. So Mercy has a responsibility to herself, in my opinion, that if she's not extrovert like that, then have the conversation with your husband because you know what's going to make you happy. Second of all, did I mention that Mercy's a grown-ass woman? You did. So you're a grown-ass woman and you're African. So that's really messing with my sense and sensibilities, right? So as an African woman myself, and knowing your parents are African, full African, bread and all of that stuff, go ahead and bring a family member over with you because that's what we do. So your mama coming with you, your daddy coming with you, your cousin, your second cousin twice removed, your brother, your sister, whoever, bring that person with you so that they can stay with you and help you get adjusted for the first 30 days and make you feel like you're at home so that by the time they leave, you're already acclimated and then your husband step in and, and make that happen. Anyways, I could go on, but there are two grown ass people in this situation and neither of them, in my opinion, did the right thing. So I'm not going to just put this on Michael. I'm putting this on Michael and Mercy, in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, look at Sue. Go ahead, Sue. Sue's like, I think Michael's sexy. <laughs> I think Sue just likes tattoos. Listen, if you have a thing that you're into, like tattoos, you have to in mentally remove the tattoos from him and then see if you still like him or if it's just the tattoos. That part. That part. <laughs> Listen. Um, okay, so they're back in the UK, Mercy and Michael. Um, she is complaining already, which I didn't appreciate. Uh, because again, like you could just Google. But she thinks it's cold. Uh, she's complaining some more. It's different from home. Well, obviously it's different because you're in the UK and you're not in South Africa. So I don't know why you would think it would be similar because they're not. 
Uh, she thinks it looks deserted, his little small town. Uh, there are not enough people around. Uh, she calls his city, which is now her city, ugly and dirty. She says the ocean is muddy, can't compare it to South Africa. She complains about his house being tiny. It's dusty. It's dirty. She's never lived with a man before. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like how he breathes, she says. <laughs> she doesn't like how he does stuff. Uh, she wants to throw out his clothes. Uh, she thinks that maybe it's a mistake. Listen, I just spent 30 seconds complaining how she was complaining. And my note just says what? Question mark. What were your thoughts on that, April? Because she was super negative the whole time. And I feel like, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to mention Crystal again. Uh, because sometimes she has wisdom. <laughs> uh, so yesterday we were, I did our news and gossip and you guys, if you're missing and you're not part of my Patreon, you, you really do miss out in life. Um, but that being said, we were talking about, I won't even say who it is because we're going to be interviewing this person uh, this week. So I'll say this. So she said this person was doing something and in the midst of what she was doing, the other people were bringing all this negative energy, negative energy in. And Crystal said, you know, I would hate for this person to be doing this while all this negative energy is out there. And it's the same thing. Like, how can she go to her new home where it's supposed to be a brand new experience where you are a newlywed, that you're starting your life with the partner that you said that you want to spend forever with, with this shitty negative attitude, like you're bringing all the negativity into the home. I just, I thought it was terrible. What were your thoughts, April? She is having a hard time, but I would put more of the responsibility on him than her because I'm the host. In my mind, if I bring you to my country, I'm your host. I need to be responsible for how you feel when you get here. So should she have done a little bit of research to see things that she could do? Could she go outside and venture out a little bit? Absolutely. But I don't think she was set up to have a good time by her host, by her spouse. Y'all let us, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to agree with April, but <laughs> let me know what you guys think in the live chat. I personally think that it takes two to tango. He may not have set her up herself. He may not have set her up for success, but she didn't set herself up for success. And I think negative vibes begets negative vibes. If you're going to be negative, you're going to have negative things happen. Oh my God, I've never been to the UK. I'm so excited. I think April is right, that part. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying because like, imagine you come to DC and to you're, normal. imagine you, you're like from an area where you live by the beach, right? And you come to DC because you're with me. I can imagine the change of scenery being so drastic that you're not happy and you're gonna have a little, some complaints, right? But if I, at least I've set you up, I'm gonna teach you how to use the Metro. I'm going to show you some places where you could go and be around other Algerians. I got to think for Algerians right now. You can be out around other Algerians. I can love with Algerians. Yeah. Nigerians. <laughs> show you where to go eat, um, you know, comforting home foods for you. Uh, whatever your interests are, you like Thank art, you. I'm going to show you how to get some art museums. Please point me to the direction of Cat Williams. I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like that would alleviate that would alleviate some of your you still will have some complaints because I don't have a beach to offer you. I don't have that kind of view, but at least 
it'll alleviate some of what you're feeling. Listen, Cat Williams said most people think that DC looks like this, and he pointed to the lighthouse. <laughs> and then he said, but DC really looks like this, and he pointed to the audience. Show me where the audience is. I'll be just fine, April. Yeah. Anyways. When your first rat runs over your foot, you'll be like, wow. Listen, New York is not that different. You be like, I'm just trying to walk down the street. Can y'all just behave yourselves for five seconds? This colony that you guys are creating, like I am the visitor here, is not okay. I mean, you basically are. The rats run the city. They run like. But, you know, New York, I, I've been saying this for years. I've been saying this for the last 10 years that I've been going to New York City. Which, you know, April, I used to tell people that I was bi-coastal because I was going there so often. So ridiculous. That's, you know, when you're you're young and dumb. Anyways, but I was there so often. I used to say, I, and to this day, I'm still saying it. I don't understand this whole garbage situation. I get that the garbage days are, you know, every other odd day. But throwing all this shit on the curb waiting for it to get picked up and you're wondering why you have a rat problem like why have we not learned it's 2023 go ahead and not put all that shit out there and keep it in your place until it's actually time to pick that stuff up and then boom guess what there's not going to be rats that say hey you know what i'm going grocery shopping right now because all the garbage bags are lined up it is grocery day so let me be out here and let me bring my entire family and extended family. So there's like 30 of us and we're chilling. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, Kayla says the rats are residents. Us New Yorkers are the guests. Facts. Okay. So she hates it there. Basically she hates everything about him. Uh, she hates how he breathes and does stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Then Michael has to go to work. She's lonely. She misses Kenya. Uh, she likes to be busy uh, and work. And she is freaking out. So she's doing her hair and doing her hair a lot. She's talking to her friends. She's complaining to her friends. We find out in this little thing that she hates to cook, which... She's never been a housewife before. So I'm just curious, what is it that she plans to do? So I'm okay. I like to cook. I love to cook. I love having dinner parties. That's just my thing. If you guys know me, you know, I, I'm like known for my dinner parties. Right. And I'm not saying the traditional gender roles <clears throat> have to be in place. Do what makes you happy. I, I like to cook. Right. But if I ain't got no job and I don't know anybody, I would think that Mercy might want to like cook, not to be like, hey, I'm at home cooking, but like to learn a new skill, to like expand her knowledge, to make the day go by quicker. What are your thoughts on that, April? That is not how I would spend my day. <laughs> <laughs> if roles were reversed and I was moving to somebody else's country, my calendar would be filled with sightseeing. No wire hangers. Oh, see, Cruz knows my whole, like, don't get me started on paper plates. April, like, I will go off on a tangent for 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, but see, Cruz knows that about myself. And we've had debates and people have come for me and all the things. 
And I just will say this, you guys, if it's not a barbecue in your backyard, there's no reason for you guys to be having paper plates, period. And y'all can come for me left, right, center and give me all the excuses and the yada, 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 yada. That's how I feel. You have cutlery and you have proper plates. You have proper uh, stemware and you call it a day. Don't come for me. That's how I feel. So that's why C. Crew says that and no paper plates. So... I just feel like, like I said earlier, she doesn't want to cook. She doesn't want to explore. I feel like, yes, Michael's part to blame April, but she's part to blame as well. She has to figure out before she got there what it is that she wants to do. Yeah. Um. So he sees that she, he comes home. She's made a really lovely meal. I think they had like steak and mashed potatoes, the whole thing. For someone that doesn't cook, that was really like bold of her to do. It looked good. Wanted her to cut into it. Like Jesse said, cut that shit on the bias so we can see, open it up to see if it's medium rare. Like, um, what's his face says all the time? Not Jesse. No. Um, the famous chef. Salt Bay? No, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, okay. yes, yes, yes. Gordon Ramsay. Okay, so, anyways. It's bloody raw. It's bloody raw. It is not. This is not medium rare. Um, okay, so Mercy is unhappy. Michael sees that he that she's unhappy, so he decides that it would be a good idea to go and uh, hang out at the pub with his friend Nick, which was not a good idea. Nick is the one that was already talking shit and doing a deep dive on your fiance, even though he had never met her, and he's the one that discouraged you to get married. So now it's a good idea to go ahead and, and make this her first experience there. Stop it. <laughs> so just stop it. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's use some common sense here. You know that that fool's not happy. That fool hasn't been laid in like a year, probably like three years since the pandemic. He is so bitter Betty that it just oozes out of his pores. So he's looking at his friend being all happy and newly weddy, And he's like, let me just <laughs> oh, that totally looked different than what I wanted it to look like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nobody take that and make a gif out of it. Uh, Riley says good night. He's leaving because he's old. <laughs> night, Riley. Um, oh my god, that was so funny. Okay, so they meet up with Nick, and right away, which I think that was a terrible thing, but Michael is complaining about the dowry and about how much the wedding cost him. Turns out it cost him about 20,000 pounds, uh, which is a lot of money. If you convert that into US dollars, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and then so Nick decides that he's just going to totally needle pick mercy on all the things, like saying like, well, what is it that you're going to do and how do you think you're worth, you know, 48 goats and 15 cows and, 
you know, it seems like you're money oriented and you have expensive taste and what do you expect and you want a house in two years, what is that going to look like? And what? Do you, how are you going to contribute? And you're demanding all the things that I was like, sir, shut your mouth. Yeah. Right? Why is he questioning her? That yeah. part. Like he's her husband. Because he's a bitter Betty, Kayla. That part. What were you going to say? I have a question for Nicholas. Has Michael, your friend Michael, ever dated someone in the past that he was financially responsible for, that he that he paid for things for, took them out on nice dates before? And if so, did you also question them right. in the same way? Or is this because she's an immigrant or is it because she's Black or because of both? That part. Preach, football, preach. Michael is not saying anything about the money in this moment, then why are you saying something about the money? And you don't have to answer, Nicholas. Just think about it to yourself. What's motivating you to feel like this is your concern? What she said, y'all. All right, we are moving on. We, oh, I hope I have, uh, did I, did I? I did. So last week we met Rebecca and Christian. And woo, let me tell you, April, the red flags are just flagging to me, but what do I know? What were your th overall thoughts on their segment? My first thought was <clears throat> that, again, how has he not seen a video of her live performance? previously. And my second thought was what language is he speaking when he talks to his mom? Cause it doesn't sound like Spanish. What was that? Right. And I, we talked about this. So someone in the uh, comments last week oh, said that know. it was indeed Spanish, but to me, it still sounds like Portuguese, but uh, I haven't been able to confirm that yet. So if anyone knows what language they were speaking for real, for real, uh, let us know. That being said, my overall thoughts is he's a red flag. He's a red Very flag. Much. In my opinion, he's like, you know what? I am the man. I'm, I should be able to do what I want to do. And I can be a gigolo if I want to. I can bring extra marital, whatever, whatever. But she is my property. And no one should be looking at her. And she shouldn't be doing and living her best life. That's the vibe that he gave me. Yeah. And it seems like she knows it. So what's going on, Rebecca? Uh, Crystal says, this seems like a means to an end for Christian. Does he even really like her? Which we know because remember last week he talked about like his opportunities and him being on the boat and him feeling like in Argentina he didn't have a lot of opportunities, but he felt like he would have more opportunities in the UK. So that's a valid question. Right? Okay. So <clears throat> I'll pop this down for a second. Rebecca's waiting at the airport. She's been waiting and waiting and waiting. She, remember, hasn't heard from Christian in the past couple of days, which I thought was interesting that when she did finally see him, she didn't address, right? I just thought that was... Like, it was just okay. Yeah. It would not be okay with me. Like, where, where the F have you been? Like, mm -mm. anyways, I still would not have been waiting, by the way. 
what I'm not doing is if I haven't heard, I told this to April last time and her and I are in an agreement. If I'm coming to pick you up at the airport and I don't hear from you the day of, guess what? One of us will not be at the airport. Me. I'm the one who won't be there. <laughs> so <clears throat> she's waiting and waiting. She's thinking about how they are planning to get married, even though they are not even engaged yet. He hasn't asked her. Um, and she thinks that it's kind of crazy that he's not there yet. She's known him for five months, but in real life, she's only known him for 10 days, right? The cruise that she went on. And then she also saw him for one day, 24 hours after that cruise. She has no idea where he is. Um, and then meanwhile, Christian is talking about how he's a party boy. Um, and she's like, she doesn't know anything about it. Is he gone off with another girl? Did he go party the night before? Didn't make his flight? She doesn't know. Uh, but she does have trust issues because she talked about her ex and how she was living in Turkey, uh, working at a hotel, doing the belly dancing, met a guy, married him right away. And then by text message, he was like, yeah, I don't want to be with you anymore. So she has trust issues. She has abandonment issues. And um, she really feels like Christian, which I thought was crazy, April, that she's like, her ex and Christian have a lot of similarities. I was like, well. That's why I'm saying. Like, it seems like she knows that this is not a good partner for her, but she's trying to somehow make it one. And Rebecca, I'm here to tell you, you can find someone who's okay with you being a dancer, that you can be open and honest with about your dancing, that will encourage you, that will support you and go to see your shows, that will buy you new, you know, gear um, that you wear uh, for your shows. You can find that kind of relationship. You do not have to try and put up with somebody trying to put you down to yep. create a relationship out of them. Yep, agreed. So she thinks she sees him at arrivals. Um, and she's like, which is he? She's looking for him. He's looking for her. Uh, and they finally get eye contact. They hug, they kiss. They say it's crazy to be together. It doesn't feel real. And all of a sudden, their life together forever is about to start. And this is, again, where I'm like, you all have not had any kind of communication. You haven't talked about how he's been MIA for the last two days, but that's how you're going to start off your life together. Okay. Talk about not setting your own self up for success. This is not setting yourself up for success at all. <clears throat> um, and then he says to some, and this was weird to me, April, when he said, thank you for having me. I was like, are you talking to your partner or are you talking to your host family? What is it? Right. <laughs> that was really bizarre. Um, they realize that they don't really know each other. Um, and so this trip is going to be a crash course in getting to know each other, which I absolutely agree. You guys don't know each other. And you need to start communicating immediately. <clears throat> so she has a gig that night. Uh, she's getting ready. And she's picking out her, her outfit. She's telling us how in her past relationship, other partners have degraded her. They've told her that she's too fat, that she needs to diet. She shouldn't be dancing. And then to the extent where they wanted her to quit dancing. So she stopped. And she again says for the second time that she feels Christian and her ex are similar. So she's worried that those type of things are going to come up. And it was like April saying, she it's like she knows 
but she's she's going forward anyways because here's what happens she's feeling anxious um she really feels like him christian seeing her dance for the first time is going to test the relationship and so all the things that she's apprehensive about you guys when your gut is telling you something please pay attention to it your gut knows your gut is is the goddess of your essence and who you are and your gut is gonna warn you Stranger danger is going to warn you. This fool's not for you is going to warn you. This fool is going to degrade you. All of those things. Pay attention to your gut because here's what happens. It's showtime. Um, she's apprehensive because he's going to see her dance for the first time. And when I say that he was all the things that she was worried about, he was. He looked at her and he said, oh, my God, this dance is more. It's belly dancing, you guys. All belly dance is going to have an aspect. Look, mm -hmm. I just do this. It seems a little sexual, doesn't it? All aspects of belly dancing are going to seem a little bit sexual. But that's like, okay. I was about to go on a tangent, but <laughs> I looked at the time. Okay, so he says it's more sexual than he expected. He's feeling uncomfortable. Then he says his quote-unquote chick is doing all this next to him and he feels awkward and uncomfortable then she gets tipped and he freaks out and he gets up and leaves red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag what are your thoughts april he was never concerned about or, or not concerned but he never expressed any kind of excitement like, look how confident she is. Look how great she looks. Wow, she's a good dancer. Not a single compliment. It was all about him and how he felt and what he liked and didn't like. Those are red flags, you guys. When your partner can't support you in your endeavors and what you enjoy doing and then makes it about them and how they're uncomfortable to the point where they get up angrily and, and leave, that says a whole lot about them. A whole this is lot. a wrap. There's, yep. there's no salvaging this, in my opinion. Yep. Agreed. Um, We meet a new couple, finally, in episode eight. I was like, are we halfway through the season and we're just meeting them? <laughs> um, Becca says, it's more sexual than I expected. Means he never looked up what she does and what it clearly means to her facts all right so <clears throat> episode eight we finally meet tion and um oh shoot i didn't even put it up there david yeah i wanted i kayla i agree with you that part gave me cringe nothing not for nothing there's a lot of red flags about christian but him referring to her as his quote chick is just deplorable See, I was giving him a little bit of like lightness on that because I don't know if if my the way that I perceive that in English is the way that he perceives it in English, but yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It. So when I look at Tian, I felt like once again I don't know what money looks like because nothing about nothing to me looking at her said like her, her life is expensive. Her clothes are expensive or anything. I didn't, if they didn't tell me, I wouldn't know. <sighs> I 
Then does that tell me I'm wrong? No, I listen. <laughs> I just, I always want, I always want, especially on 90 Day Fancy, I really do want the black couples to win. I want people to see that there's a diverse range of what black looks like. And I just like, I, I, <sighs> please, Becca, kitty meow. Yes. You see what she said? Bilal's br British relative. <laughs> That's what it is. So I want to support Tian because I think that she, you know, Polly could be great, but then I'm like, You can't have friggin' caviar taste on a friggin' like seltzer wine mixer bullshit house wine budget. Now she's talking about she's a a princess. She's an expensive girl. She likes nice things and a lot of nice things. But then your atmosphere and where where you're located doesn't equate to that. So are you just saying that you're high maintenance and you're expecting good things, but you don't even actually have those good things. And yeah, you bought your Prada trainers for 400 or 200, your Montclair jacket and all the things, but you know how many people are posers where they have like the Tesla, but then they live in the housing projects. They have, um, you know, the Prada jacket, but then they can't pay their rent. They have the Montclair, jacket but then they don't have a job so like you telling me that you are a princess and expect expensive things what is it that you've done for yourself to in order to have that lifestyle are you independently wealthy did you uh go to uni and get an amazing education and you have an amazing job uh were you born into it is your family wealthy is this generational wealth or are you just being fucking high maintenance at 21 expecting everything to come to you because you're in quote unquote retail because that's what you it says not even retail let me take that back she works in sales what does that mean so you're going to be highfalutin and saying that you have to have the best of the best of the best of the best but yet what is it that you're bringing to the table? Because anyone can be superficial. Anyone can say, hey, you know what? I need to have the next Louis Vuitton. I need to have the next Prada. I need to have the next Rolex, all the things. But if you're just stuck on the material aspect of it, again, I need to know what you're bringing to the table. Why is it that you just because you say you like nice things that you should get nice things? Do you see what I'm saying, April? I Yes. I do. I also feel like it is a very easy thing to know that if you are dating a Dominican person, you can't be expecting the kind of things that you're expecting. And again, yeah, Sue says her outfit is giving forever 21. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if you, you would have to tell me if this outfit was a thousand dollar outfit, you'd have to tell me I'd have no idea. But and what I'm saying is that it's not. She has an expectation, and I'm trying to figure out where that expectation is coming from because it's clear it's not coming from her own independent wealth, right? Like we and you know not to call her out, but we saw where she lives. We saw her mama. Y'all aren't rolling like you're juicy. 
You know, They're right around the corner from Louise in that same tenement yard. That part. So I'm just trying to figure it out. So if I'm missing something on on opening and seeing you, then Tian, please let me know. But you're coming across as if you're like. just not the best person and if it's really about you being so materialistic and so shallow it's it's unfortunate because I feel like you probably could bring more to the table but then I'm like oh she's only 21 so maybe you know that Jen is like it's all about the Benjamins but like how are you you have to have, I just feel like if you say you have, you want all the nice things, then you better have the money for the nice things. Because David, who's living in poor Dominican Republic, we've been there, done that. Look at any of the DR people. They're not going to have money like that. So if you think that you're going to be Buckingham Palace money going to the D Dominican Republic, you're like, who are we fooling? Yeah. And also, this is where I clearly have a blind spot or well maybe not because i'm about to say it and, and admit to it whereas i love mercy and i like i don't want to really be honest about any of her flaws i immediately was like tiana is tiana's ridiculous like immediately and i recognized that in myself and i tried to figure out why and i think i i think the reason why is because her interest in clothes and having expensive things is just because it's expensive, not because you're interested so much in like fabrics and design and quality of products. You just want to be able to say you have on something that costs a certain amount of money. And that's what was bothering me about like, Yeah, Mercy, yeah, she's also kind of superficial, but it was like a fun thing. Like, I don't know, I was having fun with her. I'm not having fun with Tion. Yeah, and that was unfortunate because we literally just met her. So she, and not only that, so she wants to have the highfalutin, expensive Prince of Lifestyle, but she also lives at home with her mama, two cats and a, and some dogs, right? And her mom, Mel, recognizes that she's created a monster because like Kayla said, the expectation is coming from her mama telling her she's a princess in utero and her actually being delusional enough to believe it. Right. So she's been told her whole life that probably she's beautiful and she's a princess and she should expect all the things without actually having to do anything to get all the things. And so mom thinks she created a monster. And yes, indeed you have. She's only 21 and she's going to learn a lot of hard life lessons, in my opinion. Tian hasn't had many past relationships. She works in sales. She met David while she was traveling and she was learning to speak Spanish uh, on an app. So she was living in Santo Domingo and he came at her on the app. She said she shut him down and he pursued her, pursued her, pursued her. Finally, she relented and traveled four hours to meet him. They had a whirlwind love romance. Uh, it was love at first sight perfect match for each other she says david completes her she says and immediately they discussed getting married and so she went back to uk and now she is moving at the age of 21 to the dominican republic to be with the love of her life mom asked her first question which you guys i gotta tell you this 
if this doesn't sum up the relationship between Tian and her mom, Mel, I don't know what. Not like, hey, is so like, what does David do? Is he close with his family? What is it that you're expecting? Her first question about David is, what sign is he? <laughs> oh my god and i have to tell you something i too am an aries oh so what what are aries supposed to be like i don't know anything about astrology typically you would not have two aries in a relationship together because they're both going to be if you believe in that kind of stuff like way too headstrong way too stubborn um I've never dated another Aries. Oh, well, well, there you go. Maybe that's a sign. <laughs> Since we're talking about signs this episode. So <clears throat> that's the first thing the mom asked her. And then uh, she tells her mom that they're talking about marriage. And the mom's like, you know, I'm really protective over my princess. Um, I want to make sure that man deserves her. And talks about how men can be deceitful. Love can be blind. And, you know, how do you know he loves you for sure? All the things that I'm like, oh, I see where the toxicity is coming from. So this little toxic Tion coming out the gate is because she's looking at her role model and her mom. I mean, I'm sorry to talk about someone's mama, but her mom just did not, like April would say, did not set her up for success. Yeah, I don't think so. From the little snippet that we've seen, obviously, like there's a whole relationship there. But from the little that, that we saw, this is the worst still photo of someone that you could have possibly gotten. Linda. So, I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. Let me not talk about someone else's mama. I'm just saying. I'm actually going to say it, April. I'm going to say, it. I feel like, you know what? Mama was like a, an around the way girl back in the day. And she's coming across like that. And she's like, it didn't happen for me. I have a baby daddy and the whole like every, every, I want to say so much, but I'm trying not to. So she's like, it didn't happen for me. So I'm going to let it happen for my, my baby. And uh, she is pouring into her child, a bunch of expectations that I just think are unrealistic, especially Tian, you're going to the Dominican Republic and you've been there. You said you lived there for some time. You were in, where was she, April? I don't remember where she was. Uh, she was in uh, Santo Domingo. She's in Santo Domingo. So you know exactly where you're going to. You know exactly what the Dominican Republic looks like. So again, you looking at Buckingham Palace thinking you're going to be princess material in the DR doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It's not like you've never been there before. So please make that make sense. Um, and so <clears throat> we find out that uh, David and Tian speak every day, video calling, and uh, she calls him. And David is a salsa dancer. And, you know, he's coming up from a poor family. He, his words. She already is showing signs of being possessive and having trust issues. She doesn't like the fact that he is a salsa dancer, likes to salsa dance, even though that's obviously part of his culture. She thinks it's inappropriate and too sexual. And so she is going to try to, as we can already see, talk him out of what he loves to do instead of supporting what, he, yeah, April, exactly. Go ahead. 
she could just salsa with him. He would love it. It's a great activity for them to do together. Good exercise. Practice your Spanish. You both dance with other partners because it's just dancing. And it was weird for me that they would feel this way because it seemed like her grandmother's accent was a little bit Jamaican. So I was like, you should know a wine is a wine. A dance is a dance. Right? Grandma Marjorie was trying to explain to her, listen, go ahead and let him dance. Let him do what he loves to do and you support him. She was trying to talk some sense into Tian and Tian's like, no. I was like, oh, okay. Just Grandma's like, it. you need to really accept it. That's like, you need to accept it. And she's not wrong. Listen to your grandma, Tian. Listen to your grandma. Uh, he loves what he's doing, she says. And, you know, given it that this is your relationship, like April said, go ahead and take up salsa. And guess what? He's just going to love you more because you guys are both doing something that he loves to do as well. We fast forward or we go back 24 hours to David in the Dominican Republic. Uh, again, I just don't even know where this is going. His first thing is that he is handsome. He's smart, he says. He's popular with the ladies. He's tall. He plays the guitars. Uh, and he was a player in the past. And he didn't believe in love in the past. And then he met Tian. And Tian is the love of his life. She made him uh, pursue her, which I thought was an interesting terminology. And uh, basically, he's a playboy that all of a sudden met this 21-year-old girl on her trip. And all of a sudden, she flipped his world and he is in love. And he meets up with his friend Nat, tells Nat how much she loves Tion and Tion's going to be his wife. Tion is the love of his life and all the things. And then he started crying and I, I was stuck there. I, I, I was like, did I miss something? You did not miss anything. It was a really rough transition that his friend didn't even respond emotionally to. Yeah. I, all of a sudden, I, and then he was at the bar drinking some water to compose himself. And I was like, I don't understand what happened here. Why Why is he crying? Is he crying because he's so happy? Is he crying because he misses the love of his life? Why are we crying right now? If you guys are in the live chat and you saw that part and you know why he was crying, please let me know because I am still confused by it. So he's emotional. He's saying he remembers the moments where she was so sweet. And then this seems to be a trend this season. He can't live without her. Well, you're like 24 years old. What have you been doing for the last 24 years? You can't live without her. Like, and see, April, I watch a little too much to crime. Right? <laughs> Probably a little too much. Um, but I will tell you this, like this, that to me is a red flag. It's, it's a little scary because I'm seeing this dude break down over nothing that I can point to. So you're crying and then you're saying you can't live without her. Those are all very um, stalkerish, controlling behavior, in my opinion. It's stuff that people definitely point to after the fact and say, well, he did this and he did right. that. Right. This fool's crying. For what? For First what? of all, I don't, this is like really horrible of me, but I'm always skeptical of men crying anyway. I'm not. Cause you know, be in touch with your emotional side, but be crying about something. Yeah. Girl, girl. It, just, it, it just makes me skeptical. Like, is this real? Or are you trying to pull one over on me? Yeah. It's yeah. 
you're you're doing the most. You're doing the most. Yeah. So no, so, no, I didn't understand what that came out of either. Okay, and then this bit. Okay, oops. <laughs> you know what? Let's both of us. Let's both of us just reset. Let's give Tian a chance. Everybody, and let's give Tian a real chance. We only saw a little bit of her so far. Let's keep our minds and our hearts open. Saying that to myself too. So <laughs> Tian, um, I'm sorry, I don't know how to spin this. She she found a, a ring that she decides that she wants for the engagement that hasn't happened yet, for the proposal that hasn't happened yet. But I, I mean, maybe she's just really, she's really excited about getting engaged to David. So she took it upon herself to uh, research the types of rings that would make her feel happy. And she found a ring and she showed it to her mom and she did the whole virtual thing that you can do now where you find the ring and you, you take a picture of your hand and they put it on your hand and they can show you what it looks like on your finger. Mom thinks it's amazing ring. It's exactly the ring that she wants. Um, it's 300 pounds, or excuse me, 3000 pounds, you guys. And again, if you don't know, like the, the rate, that's a really expensive ring. It's very expensive, especially if you're, don't exchange it to dollars, exchange it to Dominican pesos. Exactly. And then compare it to the average income of a person living there. Um, you did really well, Linda. Thank you. You that really good. Thank you. So she says in a very, um, I'm really going with this, April. She <laughs> says in a very playful way that if, David loves her and wants to be with her, then he should put up or shut up um, because it is the ring that she wants that will make her happy. Um, and so when the mom throws out there that maybe, you know, shouldn't the ring be one of his choice? She disagrees. <laughs> now, Fast forward, they're in the Dominican Republic. David is going to buy the ring. He gets to the jewelry shop. He's looking at buying a ring, yellow gold with diamond. He finds out that that ring is a couple of thousand in Dominican money, and that is like way too much. So he is looking for a gold ring with a fake diamond. He finds one for $200 or 200 whatever the Dominican currency is. Uh, just like if you remember Gino did that where he bought this really cheap ring, yes. but it's good, but it's cubic zirconia. That's what he does. And he's hoping like, like the um, sales lady said, if she loves you, she'll understand your situation. And he, to that says, David says, I hope that she likes the gesture. <laughs> Couldn't be me. The gesture is, is the gesture. Hey, will you marry me? This is a gesture, <laughs> a token of my love. What do you think, April? I'm gonna put y'all on free game right now. On if what? You, free game, free okay. game. 
you want to buy somebody a ring and for them to feel like it's a special ring that you can't afford a diamond, go unique. Don't go fake diamond, okay? So if you know they like gold, get something that is a really cool emerald, you know? Um, I'm sorry, if they like green, you know what I mean? Like, or get something from your country. Your country has a special kind of diamond, like the one that we saw in Turkey, the special kind of stones they have. Get something like that. Like, go unique. Don't go fake diamond. Okay? Free game for you. Because if somebody was like, April, I know how much you love black. So I got you a ring that is like a black stone with a really pretty setting. That And it could be like $100. I'd be so much happier than with that than if you got me a fake diamond. Dear future husband, I just would rather you continue to save and get me a real diamond. <laughs> And, and a real band. And I personally don't want gold. Uh, it could be white gold, but I prefer the platinum. So just FYI, future husband, like I would rather you be like, hey, let's get married. I can afford a ring right now, but I'm saving up. Let's look at rings together. Then you buy some fake bullshit. Or if I say pink is my favorite color and then you come with a pink stone, because I'm just not gonna be happy. <laughs> I will tell you, platinum mix. My, my old wedding ring was platinum. Mm -hmm. And it, it gets deep nicks in it. So oh, later know. on, I learned that it would have been better if I had white gold. Yep. Um, so I've, I don't feel like talking about this, but yes, uh -oh. you are uh -oh. right. You're going to tell us something. Private. Yeah, no, I decided not to. Not to. <laughs> um, okay. So last and certainly not least, they are my favorite couple of the season, especially Shane. I just love Shane. By the way, I'm sending Shane and Mert all the positive vibes. Uh, this past weekend, you guys, they were uh, attacked. Part of uh, alleged hate crime where they had to call the police. Uh, they were uh, out and about and someone attacked them. There was blood everywhere. And it was very concerning. They went live and shared a little bit about their story. Can't believe in 2023 that we are uh, still amongst people that will do these type of things and attack people that they don't know just because they don't like their lifestyle. And to that, I say, F you, okay? Mind your business and karma's a bitch. That being said, um, overall thoughts? on their segment we we have said it before but it's just so lovely the way that he knows that surprises are her thing yeah kayla someone finally agreed with me <laughs> kayla came came to the dark side <laughs> uh okay so it's the visa application day and shane is waiting for Mert to get his visa and they go back and forth. They're waiting, they're waiting. And, you know, Mert pretends that he didn't get it, but indeed he did. He surprises her and he wants to surprise her when he's coming to the UK, which, you know, I think that this is all part of their love language, right? Gifts and surprises and all this stuff, but it couldn't be me in the sense that if you have your visa, I need to know when you're going to arrive. You can't just pop up one day for me and be like, surprise, I'm here. I'm not for it. I too felt that way watching it, but I was like, you know what? Shane is not that person. Shane no. likes these little surprises that he pulls. It would drive me up the wall. Yeah, agreed. 
So that's why I'm saying like they know each other's love language mm-hmm. and they're perfect for each other. I personally, I need to know like when when are you going to be here? Like I just I couldn't exactly because I'm planning things for you. That, I want to know when you arrive. That part. So, um, she's relieved. She's like, my dreams are coming true. And she cannot wait. Meanwhile, her mom, Sheree, is part of the surprise. So she tells Shane, hey, get get ready. We're going to go for dinner. Make sure you like look good, all this stuff. But really, she's going to go pick up Mert and surprise Shane by Mert arriving at the hotel, uh, at the house, the apartment. So... <clears throat> Uh, she goes to meet her friend, Grace. Grace is her bestie and uh, to tell her the good news. Grace is worried about his control issues as we all are. Uh, hopefully that will change when he gets to the UK or at least they'll work towards making those changes. Um, and then I thought it was so cute because it would be something that I would do as well as why I would want to know when you're coming. She's spring cleaning in the winter. So she's cleaning the windows. She wants to make the house all fresh and clean for her, you know, like April said, she's hosting for her mm-hmm. fiance, right? Which is something that I would do, which is why I would want to know when you're arriving. Um, they're all a little bit stressed because their apartment, their flat is a little bit tiny. And it's just been the two of them. And now it's going to be three of them. So they're worried about just like the room and all that, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Mert is arriving, surprises her uh, with the mom and uh, comes with a plush unicorn, right? Puts it up to the people. And she opens, she's like, what is that? Who is that? Ah, they're like so excited. They hug, they kiss. Excited to start their lives together, the whole nine yards. Um, and he looks around and he's like already excited, right? So he's talking about how he's lived his whole life in Istanbul. And even this little small apartment is like, just really feels like an upgrade. He's been living on the couch of his parents' small apartment for the past uh, 20 something years. And so he's just happy. But in the meantime, we're seeing that the place is not going to be big enough for the three of them, right? They're like moving and oh, all, all the things. Uh, I thought it was a really sweet moment uh, when Shane showed Mert the bedroom. First of all, that bed is super cute. Bedroom is super cute. Uh, but she's like, this is my side of the bed. She's like, see that little dip? <laughs> that dip is from being there, you know, throughout the pandemic. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. She's like, yes, that will be my side of the bed. You can have the good side, basically, is what she's saying. Um, So then they go to meet Grace. And here's where, you know, the gift thing is part of also his culture. So not only is it part of his love language, it's part of his culture. So they go meet Grace. And it's awkward at first. She's not saying anything because she's just going by the stuff that she's heard about the fiance, the controlling stuff, all this stuff. So she's waiting to see how he's going to present himself, which makes sense to me because that's probably something I would do as well. And he's not saying anything because he doesn't want to be judged. So he wants like someone else to start talking to see like what the flow of the conversation is. Um, But they break that down somehow, some way they start talking. um, The food comes, the drink comes and, you know, the drink's always going to make everything more loosey goosey. Um, and he brought her a gift. And what was special about the gift is that he brought a gift 
remembering you guys and how April put you on game. I'm going to put you on game as well. Sometimes with women specifically too, it's the small things that you remember and then you act on that. They're like, wow, I said that in passing or that was something super small and you went ahead and made it something big and remembered. That's what's going to make it special. So he brought grace, Shane's best friend, a gift. And the gift was not only for her, but it was for something that she could share with her sister and her mother which had to have come up in some type of conversation that made a mental note to make it even extra special. Exactly. That was lovely. Yeah, it was. Um, and so that went well. They hugged. She was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. And, you know, that broke the ice. And now, you know, she's on his side, really. Now, in the meantime... I guess Shane was looking for another place. She's like, you know, we're probably of an age where we should probably have our own space. We're about to be newlyweds, all the stuff. So she rent, she found a place and rented it out and they're moving into the new apartment. And in the new apartment, she's already put some things like a nice uh, sectional couch and beautiful uh, mirrored thing, uh, two stories. And Mert has never, ever seen a two-story house let alone lived in a two-story house and two bed two bedrooms two bathrooms a walk-in closet all the things all the amenities all the things are brand new and he is speechless and speechless yeah it was, so, it was sweet. so sweet to watch his face yeah really sweet because you could also just see the appreciation of it all you can also see the gratitude of it all. Yeah. And just, like the love it, like all of it. it just like I have a partner and I have this space to live in. I never imagined. And I would imagine for him being in Turkey thinking because I am sexually oriented the way that I am, I'm never going to be able to have this kind of life and look at him. That part. Exactly. That part. So I was just really happy that it all worked out. And there were so many special moments that they already are going to be able to remember for the rest of their lives. So the part where they went to the bathroom and they called their jiggy time five minutes and they're already planning like their special moments together down to the part where Mert is so happy that he picks up Sheree, um, Shane's mom, and like just embraces her and Shane's like, you know, be careful. She's a nearly 70. Don't break her. <laughs> but you could see that really there's joy amongst all of them. Like, I don't know. How can I explain it? Like, you know, with April, we've learned so much about uh, the trans community. We've learned so much about the LGBTQ plus community. And we're con continuing to learn myself specifically. And I just felt like, you know, they were trying to get murder waste uh, from Istanbul because he couldn't live his authentic life. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to cry. Oh, uh, he couldn't live his authentic life there. Right. And so I feel like some of the things now that I think about April that he has been controlling on, like, oh, I don't want you to drink when I'm not there. All the things it's probably because he's only ever been able to live like in a closed environment and so then he goes to the uk and right away he's already accepted by her mom he can be himself he gets all like it's like as soon as you really embrace who you are all the blessings come down 
And he's like blessed to have a partner that loves him, blessed to have this beautiful uh, new flat, and he could just be open and free. And like, isn't that what we all want, you guys? We just want to be open and free and loved. Yes. Oh, I just think that that's so good. It's beautiful. I'm so happy for them. And I want everything for them to work. I want everything for everybody to work out in a good way, even if they're not together in the end. But them specifically, I want them to be together. Me too. And and I think that they are. Because even watching how what happened or transpired over the weekend, how they were just so supportive and loving of each other. That's what we all want. We just all want to be loved and and accepted. That was the show, you guys, seven and eight. We next week are covering nine and 10, which will bring us up almost to current. Uh, and then we'll be able to be watching simultaneous with you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe, you guys. We are trying to get our numbers up and we can only do that with you. Like this video subscribe to this page, head over onto April's page, Hallway Legal PLLC. Give her a little bit of a like and a subscribe over there. And uh, we will see you guys back here again soon. Bye. Toodles. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> uh.